What is up? It's The Rant. My name is Jeff Rackliff, and it is Thursday, September 24th. Another another football Thursday. It always blows me away how quickly we get through these weeks. Uh, but we have another game on tap for us this evening. Miami and Jacksonville. And Jacksonville will be without DJ Chark in this one. So adjust your lineups accordingly if you're squeezing this podcast in before the game tonight. Of course, we have to talk about wide receiver cornerback matchup upgrades and downgrades for this week. So that's what we're diving into here in just a few minutes. But of course, first, I got to tell you about our sponsor, Monkey Knife Fight. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Well, then you've got to try monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com, there's no salary caps, and you don't have to play against sharks, which means anyone has a chance of winning, even you. Monkeyknifefight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love, baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, eSports, and of course, football. Monkeyknifefight.com has it all. And you know what else? Monkeyknifefight.com has a free $5 game for you just for signing up. And if you use the promo code RANT, R-A-N-T, you'll have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks. I like free money. I don't know about you. 50 free dollars right there. I like that. Promo code RANT. With a name like monkeyknifefight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're getting into when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. (laughs) Sign up and play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play to MKF and win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. Again, I, I say it every podcast, but if you're new to the podcast right now, well, first and foremost, welcome. But that's one way we could definitely help this thing out. Uh, it's definitely not free to put on a podcast, host it, all that fun stuff. So you help me, I'll help you. We'll continue to keep this thing rolling, all right? Uh, so let's talk a little bit about the matchup upgrades and downgrades. And of course, you can get all of this information over at FTNFantasy.com or FTNDaily.com. You can be a subscriber to either site and get the wide receiver cornerback matchup tool. thing I love about the tool, I tell you, probably the number one thing is that it is searchable. I mean, it's it looks pretty good too, I'm not going to lie, but it's searchable. So if you just want to, you're really only interested in a couple players, you can search out there. Uh, you can search out those players without having to scroll or anything like that. It's beautiful. It's really awesome. I should also say that we did release a new tool today, uh, the Advanced Defense versus Position uh, tool for wide receivers. So it kind of this can be used in conjunction with the wide receiver cornerback matchup tool. And what it shows you is how defenses have performed against the three wide receiver positions. So in other words, right wide receiver, slot wide receiver, and left wide receiver. And it breaks it down, not only the fantasy points allowed, but the yards allowed, the catches allowed, the targets, uh, and the touchdowns. So it's pretty freaking awesome, in other words. And it really is that sort of next level of information that you can, you know, you can use both of these things together to construct some pretty good lineups, especially in DFS, but even to help you out in your season-long leagues as well. So go check that out. The advanced, we're calling it the advanced DVP, defense versus position, and it's specifically for wide receivers. Awesome stuff, and the tools keep coming. We still have more plans here at FTNFantasy.com and FTNDaily.com. Uh, so. In terms of the upgrades this week, I mean, it's pretty obvious that Dallas gets an upgrade here. 
so far this season, now it's only two games in, but in those two games, opposing wideouts have racked up 365.5 receiving yards per game, 25 catches per game against Seattle, which is kind of mind-boggling because I didn't think that they were going to be, I didn't even think they were going to be bad. I thought they were actually kind of underrated coming into the season, and maybe it's just a case of the first two weeks are weird. That happens every year. There are a lot of things that happen during the first two weeks of the season that really are no indication of anything going forward. Sometimes they are. Sometimes they are. But either way, we're going <laughs> to we're gonna get in on this while we can. And this is going to be one of the highest scoring games of the week, no doubt about it. So I'm upgrading all three guys, Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, and Michael Gallup. Last week, CD seemed to close the gap a little bit with Michael Gallup. We'll see if that sticks this week. I'm still going to play Gallup ahead of him, but I'm not as bullish on Gallup as I was. So I don't know if he's necessarily quite a wide receiver two, but I will call him a wide receiver three plus. And when I say that, wide receiver three plus or wide receiver two plus, here's the thing. I don't ever want to get cute with start-sit decisions. You know, I used to always say, hey, the fantasy football playoffs is no time to get cute with your start-sit decisions, right? That was like my annual PSA in week 14. (laughs) Get a bunch of retweets, yay! But the reality is there's no time to get cute. Anytime somebody says to me, I really need a lot of upside this week. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. You need a lot of points this week. That's what you need. So what we really want to do is make conservative decisions with our start-sit. We want to take the guy who's most likely to score the most, most often. It's all about the most, baby. So, it's not about the guy who has the quote-unquote highest ceiling or quote-unquote upside because usually that burns us, right? So, when I say wide receiver plus, here's what I'm saying with Michael Gallup. I'm going to start him as a wide receiver three. He's a front-end wide receiver three. But when I say plus, yes, he does come with a little bit of juice here. He comes with a little bit of ability to outplay in a good chunk of scenarios where we're ranking him, though over the average, over the long haul, yeah, that's about where he's going to be for me, is the average. And that's what that's where I want to play these guys. So if I'm ranking him at 28 or 26, I have him at 26 right now, then that means there are 25 wideouts I would play ahead of him, right? Sometimes you just have to state the obvious. Anyway, on the other side of that matchup, I really like it as well for Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. Uh, Chidobo Wuzier has allowed two receiving touchdowns already so far this season. So, I mean, it's a nice matchup there. I expect the getting to be good on both sides. Really like the matchup for D Hop this week. Really like the matchup for him. I think the Lions corners, especially on the outside, are going to just be simply overmatched. Jeff Akuda is going to be swimming upstream against Hopkins, and he really has been so far this season. I think he'll end up being a pretty good pro, but Sometimes for these rookies, it's a tough transition. Corey Davis, Adam Humphreys. I don't know if A.J. Brown plays. I'm not counting on him playing, but the Vikings are another one of these teams. We just want to take advantage of it as long as we can. So they've used four corners this year. They have Mike Hughes and Holton Hill, the veterans out of the bunch, even though they're not, you know, <laughs> they're not seasoned vets. But and then Cameron Dantzler and Jeff Gladney, the the two rookies. All four of them have allowed a receiving touchdown, so another week of the Godfather Part 3. Corey Davis, pull us back in, baby. Keenan Allen, I really like the matchup. Now, here's the the issue. Game script could be an issue here, especially if the Chargers get out to a lead on Carolina and then run the freaking football because Carolina obviously doesn't have their best player. Like The, the difference of having Christian McCaffrey, not having Christian McCaffrey is going to be huge for that, that offense. But if they get a lead, they run the football, 
you know, it does take a little bit of the wind out of Keenan Allen's sales. So I'm ranking him still as a wide receiver too, even though I really love the matchup. Because see, the Panthers are using Jeremy Chin in the slot, and Chin is a safety. I mean, I'm not saying he can't cover the slot. There was a reason why he was a second-round draft pick this year, but he's overmatched against Keenan Allen. Deshaun Jackson's in a good spot here against Cincinnati, especially when he faces Darius Phillips. He's out allowing nearly 22 yards per catch. No Jalen Rager for a while. No Alshon Jeffrey yet. So good for Deshaun Jackson. I think T.Y. Hilton is interesting in the matchup. I'm not really sold on the Jets' secondary. I'm not sold on much of the Jets, to be honest with you, as uh, pretty much nobody is. But this is another one where we could see a negative game script for T.Y. Hilton in that the Colts get out to a lead, then they then it's all Jonathan Taylor. So just be careful with T.Y., more of a wide receiver three. But I could still see you know, the beauty to a good matchup even in a bad game script, you don't need volume. T.Y. Hilton doesn't need 15 targets to put up a good fantasy week. He could legit do it on limited targets if he gets you a big play. Uh, and so, you know, just be patient with T.Y. Hilton, all right? I'd originally thought there was going to be a shadow in tonight's contest for DJ Shark, but now that he's not in there, no shadow. I don't expect Xavier Howard to, to shadow Keelan Cole. I'd be really surprised if that happens. Uh, anyway... On to the downgrades. There's no way around it. Tyreek Hill has a bad matchup, but this is one of those where you just don't overthink the matchup. That is one of those common mistakes I see a lot of people make where they really put way too much stock into a matchup. So the wide receiver cornerback tool at ftnfantasy.com, I really tried to negate some of that because historically, the way that I always calculated is I really just looked at the matchup. And whether it was an upgrade or a downgrade. And I didn't factor in enough of the players. I'll be honest with you there. So people, I know people go to that middle column. They sort by the middle column. That's what people do. I know. I know they do. It's not how I use the tool, but, you know, again, I get it. <laughs> I totally do. So the nice thing with the tool, like, and, and you'll see that this week, for example, if you head on over to ftnfantasy.com and check out the tool, if you're already a subscriber, you got you to gotta pay to play. You know how it goes. Got to pay. There's very few things in life that are just flat out free. There are a few things on our site, though, that are free, like the Air Yards tool, which is pretty awesome as well. Anyway, you go there, and what you're going to notice with Tyreek Hill is that his matchup grade, so it's a 0 to 100 grade, his matchup grade comes in at 58. This is against Baltimore. So it's in the middle. Anything between 40 and 60 is like an average. Like, in other words, you don't move your expectations for him. So that factors in just how good he is, right? And the reality here is if you have Tyreek Hill, you're still starting him as an elite option. Yes, it's a tough matchup. Who cares? He's awesome. Good players can play well in bad matchups, right? It is very possible. Uh, so, I, But I did want to make, make, you know, at least make it known uh, because the Ravens starting trio is allowing a 55% catch rate so far this season. That's not that's pretty stingy. Stephon Diggs, John Brown versus the Rams. I don't think we see a shadow here. I don't think that, that Ramsey shadows Diggs because if they do use Ramsey on Diggs, John Brown's going to go nuts. It's not a situation. There are some teams out there where they just have one guy, and then if that guy's not playing, then they pretty much have nobody and you're not going to see a shadow. I don't think that's the case. Brown's pretty good. So I don't see them shadowing. Now, I've been wrong on these things before, but I don't see them shadowing. That being said, it is a downgrade for both. 
but they're both trending up. So I think you look at Diggs as, as a back-end wide receiver two, John Brown's a wide receiver three. On the other side of that matchup, revenge game. Robert Woods. Ah, uh, Bobby Woods. You're probably going to get the star treatment this week, Robert Woods. Tredavious White Shadow. Yeah. Uh, I think that's going to happen. That downgrades Robert Woods. I actually think this will be a Cooper Cup week. DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson versus the Chargers. Don't think there's a shadow in this game, but there isn't a good matchup to be had on the other side. Uh, Casey Hayward, 53% catch rate since the start of last season. Chris Harris is being targeted on just 12% of his routes covered. Like, if that number is up close to 20, it's high. If it's down near 10, it is low. So, it puts a damper on things. I'm going to use DJ Moore as a wide receiver, too. I'm going to see if I can fade Robbie Anderson. He's definitely still trending up. But if I get away with not using him in season-long lineups, I'd, I'd be, I think I'm going to be happy about that. Deontay Johnson versus Houston. So, the Texans have shadowed... Opposing number one wide receivers in each of the last two weeks. It's been Bradley Roby. In week one, he shadowed Ty Freak. Ty Freak was pretty quiet. In week two, he shadows Marquise Brown. I don't think that Pittsburgh is technically defining Deontay Johnson as their number one because, well, see, NFL teams don't necessarily always operate that way. I know we think about things that way for fantasy purposes, but... What I can tell you is this, that when they go to three wide, their primary slot receiver, and I can tell you this, is Juju Smith-Schuster. That's definitely how they're defining things. And I will also tell you that in my observation over the years, it is very rare for shadow coverage to be on a slot receiver, a primary slot receiver. Like Doug Baldwin rarely saw shadow coverage, even though he was the clear top target in the offense, he rarely saw it. So I don't think the shadow goes to Juju. I think it goes to Deontay Johnson. That definitely puts a little bit of a damper on things. I think we're darn close to flipping. You know, Johnson flips over and is the number one preferred option ahead of Juju. I think we're really close, but not this week. I prefer Juju. I'm still going to start Johnson. I'm in a league where I, I'm going to have to start him, but I'm starting him. I just am aware that this shadow is... Not optimal. Now, the one thing I will say is Roby is allowing a high catch rate, but he's allowing just 6.6 yards per catch, so he's keeping everything in front of him. A.J. Green versus the Eagles, uh, as my friends in Philadelphia will say. Uh, yeah, we're going to see a, a shadow here, very likely. Big play slay will be on A.J. Green, and the Philly secondary has definitely improved this year. They were the butt of the joke last year, but Slay's allowing under 10 yards per catch. Could be a long day for Green. I think the Green blow-up game is going to happen if he doesn't get hurt before then because the air yards are just off the charts. Like I said, you can use the free air yards tool at ftnfantasy.com and you can see he's leading the position. He's leading all receivers in the NFL in receiving air yards. Uh, we'll keep an eye on Devontae Adams and Kenny Galladay. If they're both able to go, they will both see shadows. Adams will see Marshawn Lattimore. Kenny Galladay will see Patrick Peterson. Shadow coverage does not mean 100% of the time. Shadow coverage doesn't mean absolutely do not use this receiver. That's not at all what we're talking about. Because you can still be, and we've seen this like countless times with guys like Mike Evans. They'll be shadowed for 75% of the game. They'll do nothing in shadow coverage. And then they'll go, you know, the routes that they're not in the shadow, they'll go out and put up their entire week's worth of fantasy production and be just fine. So you're using these guys no matter what if they play. Will Fuller banged up, still waiting on some clarity with Will Fuller, but it's the Steelers, it's a downgrade of a matchup regardless. 
Traquan Smith ended up being the go-to for the Saints here this past Monday night. But Green Bay secondary is pretty tough. I, I'm not going to rush out to get Traquan Smith in lineups. And in case you were thinking about DFS for Henry Ruggs and Brian Edwards, hard pass, all right? Hard pass this week against the Patriots. All right, real quick about tonight's action. It's going to be, I, I think, an interesting game. You know, last week showed us that any football game is a fun football game. Even when people poo-poo the idea, oh, is it, what is this, a junior varsity game? Even when people do that, it still ends up being a good game. The NFL's here. That's all that freaking matters. And I think there's some great opportunities to get in on some player props. So what we did over at FTNBets.com this week, and we're going to be doing this for every slate. So, uh, you're, you know, Thursday night, Sunday, and then Monday night slates, I'm going to put up player props for every game. Now, I put up a lot of pro- player props, but I view things very differently than traditional sports bettors. Traditional sports bettors will you know, often look at just the game and like, okay, here's the game, and I'm going to bet on this game, and I'm going to bet a unit, and my unit is $50 or whatever the heck your unit is, right? I don't really see it that way when it comes to player props, and I'll be honest, I primarily play player props. I don't really bet on games. I'll do, you know, I'll pick against the spread for contests and things like that. But when it comes to my sports book accounts, it's really primarily players because that's where I think I have the edge. And it's all really about getting the edge. So I think that oftentimes people don't look at a at a uh, a, a micro enough level. You know, people often look at it as the game and hey, it's crazy to have 10 bets in on one game. But I don't look at it like that. I look at it as the player. And in a lot of instances, you have, I mean, so for a receiver, you really have two uh, two opportunities to get a bet in on a receiver, receiving yards and uh, receptions. For running backs, sometimes it's a little bit more, right? Because you might get rushing yards thrown in there. You might get rushing combined rushing and receiving yards. So there you get four opportunities if they have receiving props. For quarterbacks, it's a little bit more, but the lines are usually tight. So you'll get passing yards. You'll get passing attempts, pass completions. You'll get... Uh, passing touchdowns, and you'll also potentially get rushing yards, right? But I'm looking at it at that level, and I'm I'm looking at each player essentially as its own game, and I'm trying to get value on each player if I can, if the lines are right. So it's very different. It's a very, very different approach when you're looking at player props than when you're looking at a game. And so I highly recommend that. Now, for me, I will bet, I usually bet a flat unit regardless of what my bets are, you know, regardless of my confidence level in those bets. And I will usually typically go at about a half percent of my bankroll, right? So for every game, these will be posted. So for tonight's game, you know, I have I have uh, over 15 bets here for tonight's game. And they're divided up by my confidence level. So, for example, the probably the best player on the board for me right now is Chris Thompson over 15 and a half receiving yards. But that being said, just because my confidence level is high doesn't necessarily mean that bet's going to hit. You know, it's no guarantee. There's no stone cold lock. You know, call in now to 1-8-8-whatever. I'm going to take your money. <laughs> it's not like that. That's why I play a flat bet across the board because my goal, my objective is really to hit anywhere from 55 to 60% of my bets. And if I do that, I'm going to be successful. And I do feel more confident. Like if I play 10 bets, I think it's pretty hard to hit six out of 10, even even for really strong bettors. It's hard. There's a reason why this exists. If everybody was good at it, sportsbooks wouldn't exist. 
But I do feel that if I take that number and I move it up to 100, can I hit 55 out of 100? Now, me, somebody who does this for a living, I am more, much more confident that I could hit 55 or 56 out of 100, even 54 out of 100, than hitting 6 out of 10, right? And so that's the thought process there. And I break it down for you at FTNBets.com. Not only the bet, where I'm going with it, over or under, but also uh, the sports book that I'm finding. And remember, I am in Pennsylvania. I'm very close to New Jersey. So I have, you know, sort of both at my disposal. If I can get over across the uh, state border there, I can place bets in New Jersey. Uh, but, you know, wherever you are, I tried to, t- to take two books that are pretty, well, three books that are really big. So it's primarily FanDuel, DraftKings, and then BetMGM. So there you go. Uh, Chris Thompson, one of the biggest plays on the board. I'll give you a couple others that I do like in this contest. Uh, I I do think that uh, we see uh, some James Robinson in the passing game. So I have an over on 13 and a half receiving yards for him. Uh, I do have over on Preston Williams, three and a half receptions. I like that one right there uh, as well. And I do have an over on LaVisca Chenault, 42 and a half receiving yards. So those are only some of the plays, though. So don't just say, oh, Ratcliffe said those. So now I got to play this, just those. Because believe me, I didn't just play those. And if you want the whole package, now this is, if you're a player prop person, you don't want to deal with anything else, ftnbets.com, use the promo code RATPACK. And you'll get access to every player prop bet that I'm recommending from here on out. And it's going to be a buttload of them. All right? Technical term right there. Buttload. (laughs) All right. That's going to wrap things up for today's show. Enjoy the football tonight. Head on over to FTNFantasy.com, FTNDaily.com, FTNBets.com as well. And I just took a peek at the iTunes, man. The iTunes. And uh, we are now... Just under 900 reviews. Remember, the goal is to get to 1,000, and, and we'll do something fun once we get to 1,000. But we're we're getting there. So everybody, the Rat Pack is showing up in full force here. I appreciate you if you've already reviewed the show. If you haven't, please do. It helps me out. Huge help. Humongous big. Easiest way to do so. If you have an iPhone, all you have to do is open up the podcast app, go to my podcast, The Rant. Then scroll down to the bottom, click the stars, and you are done. It's really that simple. All right, at Jeff Rackliffe on Twitter, at Jeff Rackliffe on Instagram. And we'll catch you on the flip side. We'll do matchups tomorrow on the show, break down every single game for you, all right? I'm Jeff Rackliffe, and I'm out of here.